Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 15 of the program. It's your host, Hopsy, baby. Bye. Coming at you a little bit late this week, folks, and I am sorry. It's it's not right, and I feel like I've been making this apology a little bit too often, but things got a little carried away on Sunday. I was uh, trying to record an episode, and I just felt like I was second-guessing myself, so I took a little bit of a step back, and I decided that I will never do that again. And then yesterday was very busy with work, and then I'm only getting to record this today. It's late Tuesday night. I woke up early to get to work at 8 a.m. Didn't unfortunately did not get to work out before work, so I had to go straight from work to the gym, to the studio after a little bit of grub. And here I am. It's Tuesday. It's October 27th. Halloween's right around the corner. This is going to be our Halloween week episode. It's not going to be too spooky, folks. I can promise you that. So don't worry. Nothing to nothing to be concerned with there. But uh, we push on. It's just me this week. Got a lot of great reception from our episode with Corey Marks. Corey Marks music. Um, and honestly, some great tunes. I've been checking out his new album a little bit uh, more immensely, if that's the right word. After uh, doing the interview with him, listening to a little bit, a lot of it this week, and it's it's really good. And that new Christmas song that he uh, just had come out, Jingle My Bells, that's now available. I haven't listened to it yet. I'll check it out after Halloween. But he's doing cool things, and, and I thought it was cool that I got him on. Um, got him on in a bit of a hilarious time. I mean, he was riding a stationary bicycle, and I mean, not optimal for interviewing. But this show, we uh, we push on, we push forth, and we we don't. We don't ask for second chances, all right? Because you might not get them, all right? So let's learn that here today. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm getting good, though, folks, with the early morning workouts. I've been talking about that in past episodes. I needed to integrate them into my into my routine because, when you know, when you work 8, 9, 10 hours, you know, you, you can't come home and work out and then think you're going to have any time to do anything, let alone see your girlfriend, take a shit shower, shave, anything. You don't have time to do nothing. So I'm getting used to this early morning stuff. Problem is, I don't go to bed very early. I'm a, I'm a night hawk who likes to get up early, but certainly values that eight hours of sleep. Um, when I was younger, you know, you're a young kid, you get tons of sleep, and you're so spoiled. And I remember being in like high school, like nights I wouldn't stay up till, not stay up late, but if I didn't get over eight hours of sleep, or if I didn't get my eight hours, sorry, I'd be an absolute joke. Like, I would feel like trash. Like, all day I'd feel like I was about to fall asleep. And then slowly as time went on, you know, you get busier and busier. Seven hours seems to be suffice. And then once you get working, you know, you start getting a little bit older. You're pushing that, especially, you know, I was doing bartending and whatnot, working jobs like that. You get used to pushing it for some four or some five-hour nights. But, I mean, you can certainly feel it. There was a time in my life where if, if I didn't sleep seven hours, like, I, I was non-functioning. Like I remember going with my dad once. We bought a new car. We bought a Jeep Cherokee, which became my first vehicle. And I went to an auction with him. And I, and I literally had to leave the auction. I missed the car be purchased because I was out late the night before. And I was only a youngin'. I think I might have been drinking. One of my first nights drinking. And I, and I had the worst hangover. I guess I didn't sleep much. And I was being a little bit of a bitch. So I've really had to, long story short integrate this in my routine properly because I mean I've gotten good at the whole not sleeping thing but I mean there are some nights you got to battle you know you're I try to wake up at 4:30 um that gives me enough time to get uh, a workout in um a shower 
and then the 25 minute drive to work. So, I mean, I'm the most unorganized person on the planet earth though. I can tell you right now. And I mean, if you're a listener of this show and you're religious to it, um, you know that I, I, I don't, I haven't been putting them out religiously on Sunday nights and that's going to change folks because let me just tell you, I made a big step today as a human being. I bought a journal. I'm going to start journaling. I'm going to start creating lists, all these sort of things. I actually listened to a very fascinating podcast with Matthew McConaughey um, on Joe Rogan. I don't listen to a ton of Joe Rogan, and I don't like to talk about it because I feel like for some reason, if you tell people you listen to Joe Rogan, like people either listen to him and think he's a beauty or people think you're a fucking nerd or something like that for listening to him or think you're just like cliche or people, a lot of people think it's all for white bo- like white people or something like that. Like, shut up. He's He's got the biggest pod in the world. Anyways, has McConaughey on. I, other, other than me loving his every basic role he's ever had, I I, I was totally impressed with how, who he was, seems to be as a as a person. So organized, so driven, great speaker, great storyteller, someone that I really enjoy. Just I could hear him talk about anything, and he had a really good episode. He was talking about how he likes to get organized in his day to day. It was very interesting because I, you know I, I got to take that into. You know, my own regard. That's one thing I like to think. I know I want to do all these things right now. Like I'm trying to work, trying to work out to stay in shape for hopefully a hockey season coming. I mean, there's got to be something. It's getting hard for me to, you know, keep that drive going, but I'm keeping it. Um, and then I'm trying to do this podcast. And I mean, I, I sometimes in a ways of I'm spreading myself thin, but I certainly don't get, do myself any favors. Um, as you know, I, I do run this hot dog stand. And the other day I had to like double back home like two or three different times after I left the house for things I'd already forgotten. So things like that, I'm putting a strong end to, you know, I'm going to start making lists. I'm going to be very punctual. I'm going to make a better version of me. And hopefully um, my, you, my listeners can be part of that movement as well. Um, folks, Instagram page first week with it going last week. I'm going to just try to keep that thing growing. Uh, a lot of people had reached out to me saying that it would be a lot easier for people to follow, to share, um, stay updated with the show, and it wouldn't be so confusing when it's just me posting them from my own personal social media. You wouldn't really, you know, it's hard for people that don't know about the show to know what the hell's going on. So, yeah, enough of that. Um, big week, honestly. I feel like <clears throat> 2020 does not slow down, folks. I just feel like there's nothing but crazy stories to talk about. And one that's been very interesting, and I mean, a couple of weeks dated, I mean, it's not something that we haven't all seen, but was that video of that guy that goes by like 420 dog face or something on TikTok? You've, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you all know the video I'm talking about. It's that guy cruising down the street on a skateboard, listening to Dreams by uh, Fleetwood Mac, lips, a little bit of lip sync, a little bit of cranberry juice, a little bit of sip sip. I mean, like, who, who didn't watch that video and think that it was, I mean, that guy's living life perfectly, No. I mean, you could have all the money in the world. You could be the most successful guy in the world. And what are you trying to achieve? You're trying to achieve exactly what that guy was feeling on that skateboard going down that hill. That was a beautiful viral video. The thing I like about videos that can go viral from TikTok is it doesn't matter um, what uh, this guy's into, what this guy's doing, what this guy looked like, where he's from, what he's yada, yada, yada. If someone makes a video that's cool and people you know, relate to it, they'll enjoy it. I mean, millions of people have liked this. This thing absolutely blew up. It was going on. It was people, news stations were putting it up for crying out loud. They had nothing else to talk about. Ocean Spray's giving this guy a new car. The Fleetwood Mac guys are all giving him huge shout-outs. I mean, it's hilarious. And Dreams last week, I don't know how the Billboard Hot 100 works. Dreams by Fleetwood Mac was, the, as I speak, as I write this, is the Billboard Hot 100 daily? Does it change daily or weekly? I'm not sure. But 
Dreams right now is number 21 on the Billboard Hot 100, and it's on the way down because last week it was at 12. It's it's back on the Hot 100. Old song like this. I think it's from 1970 something. It's 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 old. I'm not gonna get the date right, but it's not a new tune by any means. And there's been multiple songs. I ended up after hearing about this, I looked it up. I was like, what other songs have like started blowing up because of TikTok? TikToks. I mean, a lot of people have a lot to say about it, but if anything, it's showcasing people music that a lot of people probably aren't used to listening to or not making an effort to listen to. I mean, I laughed. A lot of people were like, people were kind of blown up on social media being like, you know Fleetwood Mac from TikTok, and I know it from my old man's radio collection. We are not the same. Like, imagine trying to gatekeep like one of the biggest, most popular bands ever, of all time. I mean, it's it's kind of a tough look. I mean, if you like Fleetwood Mac and you're rattled about people starting to listen to them from TikTok or any scenario like that, vice versa, like, shut the fuck up. Like, what's wrong with new people who don't know these tunes, like, getting exposed to them? I think it's a beautiful thing. I think it's something that we should be supportive of. There was a time in my life, I remember, um, I don't can't remember the exact movie that got me thinking about this, but I was a young lad, like, I had to have been, like, 10, 11, 12 years old, and I remember thinking of a movie that I watched that had an amazing soundtrack, and I was, like, I personally had a really big thing for classic rock or older music, you know, some of my dad's stuff, and... I thought, what if a, a, a movie could put out a song through their soundtrack that ended up getting such popularity that it eventually rose up the charts again? Like, has that ever happened? Will that ever happen? And now that TikTok's around, it's happening, and it's happening a lot. And I think that's actually a really cool and really special thing because, I mean, there's music just being pumped out by TikTok, all these videos. I mean, I really like old school country, and I found a couple songs through TikTok that, like, I hadn't even heard, and I've, been, I've basically expanded my music library through these stupid viral videos that I've come in contact through on TikTok. I mean, TikTok is a, it's very, it's, it's intense, man. It reads your data so well. Like I cannot believe how my TikTok is just, it's just filled with videos that make me want to just keep scrolling. And that's exactly what it does. You know, you watch those movies like the social dilemma. It's absolutely foolish. Very cool. But I just thought that was cool that, I mean, we've all seen that video, but I just wanted to get, you know, a quick shout out to the, you know, like Fleetwood Max's dreams being pumped up and before I even heard this about them rising up but I had to admit that I was checking out their greatest hit I was checking out a bunch of Fleetwood Mac after this video went viral and I'm sure a lot of other people were too and look for stuff like this to continue to keep happening because it's actually pretty fucking cool and I mean people like to bash TikTok and you know say a lot of things that they're making stupid videos but at the end of the day that's pretty cool that that's going to be derived from things like TikTok and you know other uses of social media that we haven't really seen before and I don't think it's going to end, man. I think, uh, I mean, what was TikTok originally called? Musically or something like that. And it turned into this. So, I mean, it, it was made for music and it's doing a really good thing for the music industry. I don't understand how it works. The streams that are actually um, through watching videos somehow go and they work into the analytics that make the ratings for these Billboard Top 100s now. So, like, you were, by watching these videos on TikTok that are, have these songs in them, you are helping them be promoted on their rankings. It is... It's a, it's a truly wild time to be alive. And um, quick segue over to the hockey world. This was kind of blowing up yesterday about a young lad named Mitchell Miller who was selected fourth round and 111th overall in the 2020 NHL entry draft by Phoenix, who also had a very tough draft to begin with already because they had those kids being personally fitness tested for their own gain 
and they had to forfeit like the first three rounds worth of picks and a couple picks, I think, in the next couple years, yada, yada, yada. Hilarious scenario, though, too, to begin with. They're testing people for their own gain, like, apart from that. Who would ever agree to that? I'd be like, buddy, just look at my combine score. Like, I'm not going to do chin-ups for you in your basement to see what you can do with air. I'm going to do them in two weeks at the combine. Like, how about we take the same results? Like, what are you going to really find here? All right? But they draft this kid named Mitchell Miller. And, of course, I, I first caught wind of it because hockey culture, hashtag hockey culture, was trending on Twitter. On the, so that's never a good sign when you see that. So I ended up finding out why. And it was because of this Mitchell Miller kid has um, unfortunately a little bit of a, a wild pass. Not a wild pass, but he got in some hot, hot water in, in 2016. So if he's in 2016, he's what right now? He's a, he's a 2001 birth year, so he's 18 right now. So what was that, 2016? That's what, five years ago, four or five years ago? So yeah, he was 14, 13. Like he was a young kid when this happened. But long story short, Miller and another teenager were charged with assault and violating the Ohio Safe Schools Act in February of 2016 when they were accused of making Mayor, I might say his name wrong, so I apologize, Mayor Crothers eat candy that had been placed in a urinal. Other accounts in a police report indicated the boys urinated on candy before giving it to Mayor Crothers. Miller and the other teen then punched and pushed Mayor Crothers, according to police reports obtained by the Republic. This is the, I'm, I'm reading the Arizona Republic, is the, is the article. The report also said Miller lied to school's officials about his involvement. So at the time, this kid that apparently this Mitchell Miller guy has been picking on, he is an African-American kid. He had disabilities, and at the time of these incidents, I guess, he had the mental ability of a 10-year-old. So, I mean, this is a very tough look. Apart from these other accusations, there was, apparently he was like, one point, didn't only just beat this kid, he was like smashing the kid's head off like a concrete wall or something crazy. So, I mean, instantly, I mean, what are we, a lot of people are going with the argument that, hey, this happened four or five years ago. Um, I think the kid made a mistake. Let's let him... I mean, amend his mistakes, not ruin his life just because of the mistakes he made when he was a young boy, young man. But, I mean, this is a tough look, dude. And not only that, um, the mother said that the, when the accusations were coming through that the other boy broke down in tears while personally apologizing to their son. Yet Miller has never, never personally apologized, she said, other than through court-mandated letters. And... Um, Apparently, after all this kind of started to gain win, uh, Mitchell Miller, I don't know if this has been before the draft or whatever, because teams obviously know about this. Like, teams do their homework. Like, they're not going to let something like this just fall through the cracks. So, they did some homework, and uh, people were obviously known about it. So, Mitchell Miller went and sent a letter of apology to every single NHL team. And, I mean, I don't know what to say. Like, a lot of people are going to have hot opinions for this. And I don't think there's a right or, like, there's not a right way to deal with something like this. Like, I mean, the kid's clearly quite the hockey player. I mean, I always find it's odd how, like, like, how is the kid doing something like that? Like, I mean, I've done some awful things in my life. And, like, some things I'm very sick to my stomach and I wish I could take back for sure. But I don't think I've ever done it. Not anything that's ever, like, this got brought up. He got, like accused of like assault assault basically like the and I, under my understanding he eventually got 25 hours of community service um i mean like i think he kind of went through because he probably had some reason to be scared and if this thing did get to trial i mean he could have been in some serious hot water so i mean 
he, he, of course, now it says that he's been in all these groups trying to make it right and do the right thing. But I mean, if I'm being honest right now with a situation like this, uh, this kid's got to get in front of it. He's got to make an, he's got to come out right now. He's got to make a statement and he's got to address what he did. He's got to personally apologize to this kid. And he's got to address that publicly and he's got to do that right now. He has to get right in front of this thing because I think, I do think that what people do at that age, I mean, it, it shouldn't, it shouldn't, I mean, it's t- it's so tough because what he did was so odd and this is such a brash accusation, but it shouldn't, I mean, ruin this kid's life. But that being said, this kid needs to get in front of this immediately and he needs to stay in front of it and he needs to become an activist he needs to truly be a voice of change he needs to stand up in these situations and start talking about it and be like look don't learn from me let's never have situations like this happen again i mean he was apparently calling them all sorts of racial slurs too i mean you don't know the whole works and i'm reading this from a newspaper we don't know this and i don't need more i didn't even really want to talk about this because everyone's gonna it's just negative news but i mean it's, it's a really tough look, and I really hope that, uh, I mean, this kid makes it right. This kid, um, I mean, I feel just, I just feel terrible for the kid that it was involved with. And then imagine, you know, he's probably trying to forget about this. And then now this kid that did this all to him is now getting drafted in NHL. So, I mean, I don't think, if anything, we should be talking about Mayor Crothers in this. Like, tough like kudos to the captain of this kid for having to deal with this. Like, I mean, no one has to deal with it. I don't want to talk about this anymore, but I had to touch on it. I mean, that's all I can say is the only way he makes this right is if he actually gets in front of it. And, and, and seriously, like I want to see it be public because it, it's certainly public news right now. Like what an absolute show, but folks, I don't want to touch on that anymore. Like it's, it's negative news and there's just a lot of that. And that's, that's what people talk about. Um, in a way, I'm surprised I even wanted to touch on that. I wasn't planning on it, but all of a sudden I started rambling on, and here the fuck we are, right? But enough of that oh, nonsense. Um, yesterday, at my place of work, which is a liquidation auction store, which I have touched on before briefly, I feel like I have to keep saying that because someone called me out there today and was like, you mentioned that before. And I'm like, and I'm going to have to mention some things again there, little Bobby Sue. So if how about you just sit there, you shut the fuck up, you put your fucking earphone in your head, and you listen to what I have to fucking say, all right? If you don't like it, don't listen, okay? This is my show. Um, sorry about that. But um, had, there was an auction at the auction store. First one that has been on since I was a part of this establishment, this workforce. And it was, it was hilarious. I ran my hot dog stand at it and it didn't, it was really cold. It was a small auction because of COVID guidelines. I mean, it wasn't the best um, environment to sell meat, if you will, but me trying to grow a loyal customer base, you have to be there for your consumer. You have to be there. Sometimes you're going to have to take a hit if you're going to want to sell the best dogs in town, the best meat on the street. You know what I mean? So that's what I did, but I really enjoyed seeing the experience. I'd love to be an auctioneer. I mean, the things coming out of this guy's mouth were unbelievable. I just have such respect for people that can do that. I mean, whoever thought about being... Like, at what point did they were like, we need this guy to just talk a little faster so that he can sell some of this shit a little quicker. Get some people on the hook for some things they don't need. That's what we're going to do. I loved it. But, um, I mean, I just love that this fascination with hot dogs, with meat. I mean, I'm still... I'm just... I just love it. I'm just a huge meat guy. Um, one thing I, I just love to tell on this on this show and I never have before 
um, was was a real good story about me trying to host a hot dog eating competition last summer, last August. I can't remember the exact date, but it was a beautiful, beautiful summer, sunny Sunday afternoon. And um, I've touched on the the place I worked, my prior um, place of establishment, uh, employment, we'll call it. And it was uh, when I lived in North Bay, lived there for five years, went to the illustrious, the they call it, I think, I believe they call it the Harvard of the North, uh, Nipissing University, where I went and did my business degree. Took uh, over five years, naturally, right? You got to spread it out a bit. And um, while I was there at three of the summers of the four, I lived in North Bay and I worked at this bar called The Boat, North Bay. This was the same place in the former episode. I talked a little bit about my open mic hosting days there. I had a lot of fun at this place. This place was always looking to do different events, different themes, different things that could shake up different nights of the week. And I, I really liked that. Um, employees were allowed to pitch ideas. The owners were, it was a family owned place. Two brothers ran it. And they were very open to, if you had a good idea that maybe was going to put asses in seats, they'd listen to you and they'd tell you. So I, um, Always been a huge fan of the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest, which is on Independence Day every year. I believe it's held in Brooklyn, New York. They have the most amazing MC on it. He does the best um, introductions. He does announcing. He just like he basically chirps the people, but tells you where they're from on their way up to the stage. Like it's literally comical. If you've never done it, just go watch Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest introductions on YouTube. I could watch it all night. This guy, I don't know how this guy isn't winning Oscars. How this guy is in uh, on the front screen of every television program every movie every ticket we want to see because i would throw my money at this guy he's unbelievable but that's not the thing so well it is the thing essentially this guy literally i guess completely made me want to do one so immediately after watching it joey chestnut taking another crown um i i, I pitched it to, my, to the boss there i said we need to do a hot dog eating contest i've never heard of one being done in this area i've never seen one done why don't we try something like that? It would be hilarious. We'll get a local sponsor. We don't have to pay for the meat. It'll be unbelievable. It'll be good for them. A little bit of publicity. Good for us. It'll be a hilarious time. Maybe we'll put some asses in seats. Maybe it'll be an annual thing. Maybe we'll change the world, Stephen. That's what I said to him. That was his owner's name, Stephen. He wants to come on the show, too. Maybe he will one day. Actually, Steve, if you're listening to the show, which I hope he always does, he always comments on who I have on. He sometimes chirps me for guests I bring on and stuff like that. But if he's listening to this, this is your invitation to come on the show, Stephen. But um, he said, let's go for it. So, um, I mean, there was I, there was quite a bit of organization that had to go into it. Uh, unfortunately, I ended up only getting like five contestants. I had made like a Kijiji posting. I made an ad on Facebook. Um, I think I made a couple flyers, which un, unsurprisingly were not that popular. But I was getting hilarious messages from people. Like I remember I got this one message on uh, on Kijiji. This guy messaged me and he was like, hey, my name's Jerry. I'm from Sturgeon Files. My buddy Bobby, he doesn't have Facebook. But I guarantee you, anyone you got up there, he's going to eat 50 more hot dogs than any of them. That's what he said, 50. Not just more dogs. He said he'll eat 50 more. I'm like, who is this man? Who is this man up in Sturgeon eating all the fried fish? And so I said, let's bring him on. Unfortunately, this man was a no-show during the day. So I thought I was going to have five to ten contestants. I ended up getting literally five, and I had to convince a guy that worked in the kitchen to become the fifth because we were about to go out there with four. So, I mean, it was a little less, like, there, I wanted a little bit more showmanship from contestants, maybe. But we had to go and do what we had to deal with. Um, we had a good setup, though. I'll put up some pictures up and so you can see it. Um, my, the owners of the place, they got me a hot dog suit. I was literally wearing a wiener. I, I had a lapel mic. 
<coughs> excuse me, COVID. Excuse me, COVID nineteen. COVID. Sorry about that. A little bit of a tickle there. Um, I so I had this suit on, so I was looked absolutely ridiculous. And we had a this place was awesome. So the boat was literally a it's a ship, it's a vessel. The old Chief Commander, it was called, that has been cemented onto a dock on the shores of Lake Nipissing. And Lake Nipissing is a huge lake up north. I mean, it's not a great lake, but, I mean, it loses a little bit of luster compared to those in the maps. But this place, when you're there, like, you can't really see across it. Like, you can see the islands in the middle, but you can't see across it. It's a huge lake. So the city of North Bay is very weird, too. Like, the, the whole city's developed, like, two kilometers off the shore of the lake. I mean, anywhere I've ever been that has water, ever, they celebrate it. But in this town, for some reason, they like to hide the fact there's a lake. Like, if you're there in the winter... And there's, there's, there is no reason to go down to the water because there's nothing there. You forget that you live in a lake town. Like I played for the Nipissing Lakers in hockey there. And the whole school was, their athletic program was called the Lakers. And we forgot that we were on a lake for the majority of the winter months. But that's beside the point. This is back to the boat here. Back to the boat. So we get these contestants going. Before, uh, before I, I'm, I'm assuming that there's going to be more coming. And um, right before I get my buddy Dalton and the chef to take up this fifth and final position, um, I can see someone calls me over to the front gates of the restaurant because this is outdoors. So there's like a gated area around the property, yada, yada, yada. So he calls me over and I, and I go over to see this kid. He must have been, he wasn't 19. He must have been like just finished high school. I'm assuming he's 18, 17, something like that. And he just looked like an absolute twit. But he's with there with his like his four or five buddies, and they're all just standing around him. And I go in there, and they're like, "Hey, Harry, like this guy wants to join the hot dog eating contest." And I was like, "Oh, absolutely!" So I start uh, taking him through the rules a little bit there, and then I can tell immediately that this guy like is trying to be like a jokester. This kid like thinks he's funny. He's like asking me for like contest rules, guidelines. He's like saying it with like a smart, sarcastic voice, and like his buddies were like giggling in the back. Like you could tell that like. They wanted this all to be like a show. Like they thought he was like hilarious by doing this. And I was getting the vibe that like maybe this was the guy in the friend group who this was a completely unexpected move of. And this was his moment to shine. I'm not sure about that, but that was what I was reading. I'm not a, I'm not a psychology major, but I like to think I can read scenarios. And I was getting that vibe big time. And also this kid was wearing a full send shirt. And flip-flops, I believe. Full send is the merchandise for, like, the Nelk Boys, if I'm not mistaken. And, I mean, I love the Nelk Boys. I love what they do. They make hilarious videos. But I'd literally kick my own ass if you ever saw me wearing full send merch for the boys. Why does everything have merch? I mean, everything has merch. We have revolutions. We have social revolutions that have merchandise now. Is that not what our revolutions have merch? Anyways, everything does. So that's a terrible first impression. I'm like this kid's a tool. Anyways, it doesn't matter. I don't care. I'm going along with it. I'm the host. I'm getting paid to be there. It's my job. I got to get these people going. So I make him and his buddies all feel at home. I tell them how I'm going to have this awesome introduction and I'm going to get all my contestants to go inside the restaurant and I'm going to call you out one by one. I'm going to try to give you introductions like the Nathan's hot dog guy to the best of my ability off the top of my head. And then you're going to go take your seat on the banquet hall table, which has been nicely raised about a picnic table's length high on this little bit of an embankment. And I had all the seats there. They had mountains of hot dogs supplied by Bavarian meats. And we had a shot clock from the university we took from like the intramural games. And, and I put it on the end of the thing. And it looked like a, it had a time clock because we were going to give them just half an hour. I mean, we didn't need to go a full hour like a Nathan's Dog Contest. These people can't eat 75. So I had it just going for half an hour. And 
I had a couple people test these hot dogs before we got started, and they were not great, folks. They were not good. They had this sausage casing on it, and I'm not joking. I tried to choke one down. It was terrible. I saw a couple of my friends' dads try to choke one down before the thing got going, too. They couldn't even chew on them. It was like bubble gum. It wasn't good. So I called them all out on the stage. It was hilarious. But this kid, again, as I call him out on the stage, I can see all his buddies are sitting front and row center, and they all have their phones out. And they're all like filming him on their Snapchat, whatever. And they're all like, he's trying to be funny. Anyways, I thought I gave him a great introduction. I gave everyone's introductions. I wish we had a freaking video of that. That would have been hilarious. But so I call them all out. I get them all going. There's like a crowd of like 150 people, I'd say maybe. And people who were there might laugh when I say this, but there probably was 150 people there. Um, a lot of my friends were there. Like my hockey coach at the time was there. Um, he was there with like a couple of higher up people from the school couple other members of the coaching staff of my hockey team at the time. So, I mean, there were some people there, and I, th- I thought it was pretty cool. They came out and supported the event, supported me, tried to help me out and do what I was doing. So, I mean, I was having fun with it. So, we finally get this contest going. These people are trying to choke down these awful hot dogs. They were doing it. They were doing a bad job. Like, I think the guy who won it only had, like, five or six of them because that's how tough they were to eat. But, um... Anyway, so we get them going. I have this air horn. We let them go. Everyone's laughing. No one really knows what to do, though. Like, no, these people aren't competitive eaters. I didn't know how to really be an MC for it. So, I'm like, I was trying to make funny jokes, being like, and we're two minutes in, and we got two hot dogs for Johnny Two Shoes, and like, you know, yada, yada, yada. I'm just trying to be funny. I'm walking around. I'm working the crowd. I'm trying to keep everyone happy. It's a beautiful day. There should be no reason that anyone's not. But, anyways, as time goes on, I look over after just nothing but a barrage of his buddies like taking videos of this kid and him trying to pump the crowd up like no one could give a shit this kid was even up there um i can't reiterate that enough but about five ten minutes in all of a sudden i look over and this kid in the middle of a hot dog contest he's like not even of age to drink for sure and in front of everyone in the middle of the day in the middle of the establishment i work at this kid just lights up a joint and he starts smoking the joint as he's doing this hot dog eating contest so like i'm ready to i literally wanted to my could feel my fist bum up i wanted to just punch this kid right in the face and just watch him fall out of his chair and i really wish i did that would have felt so good but i couldn't because i'm working so i cover my lapel mic and i said buddy what the fuck are you doing is that a fucking joint and he's like yeah dude like i need it i need it i just need to get a little bit of a buzz you know so he's trying to be funny right like he's trying because he thought i was being cool with him and and in his introduction to me when he came in introduced himself i was all for it but now i'm pissed off like this guy's taking advantage of a situation i thought i was doing a nice thing giving him a place for him to show off to all his buddies so i kind of got pissed so i grabbed the joint out of his mouth right out of his mouth and i just threw it over the fence behind him there was a little bit of a marina there like i didn't there was water back there whatever so i threw it back there and he was like in the middle of it. He didn't make a big scene, thank God. But I was just like in my head, I thought I dealt with it the best way it could possibly. And I don't think anyone else really noticed, but I'm like fuming now. So not only was this kid just pissing me off because he was kind of a bit of a twat to begin with, but now this kid just lit up a joint. Like he's trying to take advantage of this like event that I've tried to create at a goodwill from literally just the joy of my heart because I thought it was hilarious. And now this kid's taking advantage of me and I'm pissed. So anyways, we get close down to the wire there. The half an hour rolls up. Dalton, my man from the kitchen, who stepped in as a last-minute contestant, he ends up taking home the prize, which was free hot dogs for a year. 
from our sponsor Bavarian Meats, a local meat shop up there in North Bay, which honestly is an unbelievable prize. I hope they weren't the contest dogs. They weren't the dogs using the contest because he would not have had a single one of those. You couldn't have had him have six more of those over the course of a, of a year. But um, that's enough of that. So right before this thing ends, though, this kid just starts pulling trigger. And I mean... I was already pissed at him. I kind of thought that was funny though, because if you've ever seen Stand By Me, like, you know the pie eating contest where the guy eats all the castor oil, I think it is, has a couple of raw eggs and he pukes all over everyone. I thought it wouldn't be a good contest if I didn't have someone puke, but puking was an automatic disqualification. So that wasn't allowed. But right before, like this kid realized he wasn't going to win and he just starts pulling trigger. This kid that I hate, this kid that just lit up a joint in my face in front of everyone. Thankfully, no one noticed. I almost killed him. So he, he starts puking. He starts like pulling trigger. We had these buckets for him and he like was doing it for like 10 seconds and it was kind of funny. Like a bunch of kids were like, ew, people were like going gross. But then like he was like, he thought it was funny. His buddies were laughing and like, you know, when something's funny for 10 seconds and like they just keep going, he just kept going and he just kept pulling trigger and he was like literally like gagging himself, like, like spewing like horrific liquids into this thing. Like, my girlfriend wasn't working at the time because she worked at the bar I worked at at the time. She gets up. She's had a couple cocktails and she starts screaming at him over a bunch of people being like, stop, that's like fucking disgusting. So then I'm worried about her and I got this going on. Anyways, I get the bucket out of his hand and he's just like still trying to be funny. And I'm trying to announce that my buddy Dalton has won. And what does this kid do? He grabs a pitcher of water. And he just throws it at me and the and the guy who just won. I'm trying to announce my buddy Dalton that he just won the contest. And I just get soaked. He gets me he gets me splash, splick, splack, and clean. Whole pitcher of water right on me. Hopsy just starts seeing red. I reached over the banquet table. He was a little higher than me. And I grabbed him perfectly on the collar of his shirt. And I just pulled him as hard as I could. I pulled him right over the banquet table towards me. I put him right on the shoulder blades, right on the ground. And he and I sent that banquet table flying. I'm not joking. There was have been 255 hot dogs all over the place. There was a whole full patio of people watching this. I had my hockey coach behind me with like a, one of the presidents of the school, with like the chief of police, like a bunch of people I shouldn't have been doing something like that for. Like I didn't throttle this kid. I didn't like beat him up, but I yard sailed him and I yard sailed the entire setup I had for this hot dog eating contest. And I essentially made a huge scene. And then not I laughed. Not one of his buddies stepped in. And I basically just like picked him up and I said, buddy, get the fuck out of here. Like you're fucking done. And then he told this this was his response to me, which I felt to be very odd. Like I didn't even know what to say. He goes, Bro, this is summer. That was what he said to me after I said, get the fuck out of here and humiliated him essentially. I mean, granted, yes, I probably had like 70 pounds on the kid and I threw him like he was a fucking like a fucking ant. But I, he just gets up and goes, bro, this, what the, this is summer. And I'm like, I know what season it is, asshole. Like, get the fuck out of here. So we sent him for a loop. One of my buddies fucking basically walked him out because as I tried to mop up the mess that I made of the patio. And next thing you know, 10 minutes later, I look over and this kid walks back. He's talking to, uh, he's talking to the fucking owners. He's telling them like that he thinks that he should have won the contest because I never showed him the proper contest rules. At this point, his buddies weren't even there. I'm starting to think this kid's got something wrong with him. He's fucking coming around, like talking, like we should, we didn't show him the rules so that he should have won this contest and not who actually did. And 
yada, yada, yada. He was literally, he was just trying to be funny. And I ended up just losing it on him. I said, buddy, I know what you're doing. I see your shtick. It's not funny to begin with. Your buddies haven't even hung out to see that go on this long. Like, how about we just cut our losses and we end the day? Like, no one here thinks you're cool. No one here is laughing. Fucking kick rocks, basically. And then my one of the owners grabs him, basically, and takes him, takes him to the edge of the property. And he was like, hit me. Hit me. And the, what did the kid do? He didn't. He didn't. He walked away. He cowered away. But not only did he cower away, minutes later after this happens, I'm over there trying to clean up the mess I made in the freaking patio. And who do I see? He's walking around the marina rocks behind the fence where I took the joint out of his stupid fat lips and threw him over the fence. He's over there crawling around. Now he's got marina freaking workers looking, trying to get him to get off their, their property. And he's over there grabbing stuff. He's trying to find the joint I threw. And I just go over to the fence and I put my mouth through the chain link and I said, buddy, you must be the biggest fucking loser I've ever seen in my life. You honestly make me sick and I think you make the others around you feel the same way. How about you take freaking 10 feet freaking walk and take a long shot walk up a fucking long plank, buddy? How about you do that? It was unbelievable, man. So long story short, I made an absolute debacle of this place and it was, there was not a second annual hot dog eating contest in North Bay. And sadly, I don't know if there will be another one. But um, yeah, I thought that was a pretty good story. It was pretty funny. I hope I told it correctly. I mean, that it made sense and that it engaged you, the viewer. Because I think I do have some good stories like this I want to keep telling. But that was one that I just like I had to bring up because I just it, I just did not understand what was going on. And I mean, I actually, I hope one day that this kid could somehow get in touch and, he, and, and hear this, hear this episode so that I could have him on the podcast and we could have a constructive conversation about what the fuck happened that day. I think that would be a really good opportunity for the both of us and it would be really fun to just lash out at this kid. Um, I have a couple other great stories that I'm going to continually just slowly unfold, like unfold for my time bartending because I truly, I feel like I could write a book. Anyone who has spent time bartending, working in the service industry, if you've done it for a, like a little bit of time, you're going to have some fucking good stories, man. The people that work like retail, like these, these, these jobs that you're like with the random public who can sometimes be really random, you have hilarious stories and you've seen hilarious shit. And I think it's honestly should be like, if I have a kid, I want, I'm recommending that he works in the restaurant, becomes a bartender for a bit. Like, man, talk about learning a lot. You learn a lot about people. You learn a lot about life. And you you just kind of see what makes people tick. It's a very interesting position. And, I mean, I again, I hope that was a good story. I hope it didn't drag it on too long. But what a fucking world we live in, folks. No? What a city. What a town. Um, this was interesting today. Blowing up on Twitter yesterday was Sam Oosterhoff. Oosterhoff. Who is a 23-year-old politician in the Niagara region, the Niagara West region i believe um he is uh, apparently an absolute clown uh he's with the progressive conservative party of an ontario and now i know we had an ndp fella on the program a couple weeks ago and um you don't have to agree with the ndp party's socialism whatever the heck they're doing um this kid's a clown this is actually quite funny what he's up to he works for the government and he posts a picture of himself two nights ago with his entire family at some restaurant and there must be like 60 of them and they are literally all hugging, holding hands, kissing, shit, and farting together. And it's, I mean, it's, it's he's just an idiot, man. Like, you're, he's a politician, so he doesn't have, none of them have masks on. Um, none of them are being socially distant. He's basically not following the rules that he, as a, as 
an administration is supposed to like adhere to. It's just very odd to me. And I guess they called out Doug Ford to it. And he just kind of said, Oh, he's a young kid. I'll make mistakes. Well, yeah, he is a young kid. Like what's with all these young kids getting horny to be in politics. Like this kid literally looks like he's 15. Like look him up. If I was him, I would have worn a mask. I would have put one on. I would have put one on my entire family too. Probably like this guy kind of seems like a bit of a Bible thumper. Apparently he had some outlandish, um, statements on like same-sex marriage and you know pro-life and all that so, go figure shocker but i laughed like this guy just hasn't said anything about it like his twitter's been silent uh the restaurant that he was at with this whole group sewered him too because people are going all out on him like if you go and find this guy on any social media you go to any picture he's ever put up it's just people responding and being like you're a super spreader you're a super spreader sammy super spreader sammy that's probably what he's gonna go by now but pretty hilarious man the restaurant like i said they totally sewered them like people were going at them and they just said no like we multiple times tried to ask this group like put your masks on but we can't like force them to so i mean what a what a clown it's going to be interesting to see what happens there like how does that work like what what's this like this kid's been and this kid's been in power for a while like i don't know if he had a seat or anything like that years ago but like I saw like two years ago, like some stories come up, pop up about him and, and what he's up to and just doing hilarious things. And I don't know anything about his policy. I, I virtually know. No, I didn't know who this kid was until I saw this story pop up. But I just thought it was really hilarious. Like the guy's like in the middle of a pandemic. He's the assistant to the minister of education, I believe is his title. And like, I mean, just just put on a mask, buddy. I mean, did they not teach you like if you're going to be a Canadian politician, like maybe let's watch what we put on Facebook. Let's watch the shit that we put online. I mean, I think we all should to a degree, but if you're going to be him, definitely don't put a picture of yourself with 55 plus people. Couldn't fit a penny between you. Just a fucking idiot, really. What else do we say? It's it's just, it's sad. Oh, November 1st, folks, the clocks are going back. Got to change the topic here. It's enough of these sick idiots. Um, November 1st, uh, daylight savings. Now, that, so we lose an hour because it's sprung ahead. So we're losing, we're falling back. So we're losing an hour now. I I got a little bit of a gruff, man. Like it's, it's literally, it gets, right now I work a normal job. I work from like eight to five most days. So we're at the moment right now, it's pitch black on my way to work. And then when you, by the time you're off work, sometimes you have to work till six, a couple nights a week. Time it sunsets at six thirty now, so it's just dark all the time. And then I found daylight savings really only affects the people that wake up early in the morning because now it's just going to be, it's literally going to be dark at four thirty for a couple of weeks, and that's starting next week. So I mean, where are we at here, folks? Twenty twenty, like what a weird year, man. I just it's just melted along, but at the same time sped by. But folks, I promise to be here with you every step of the way, folks. This show is not going anywhere. This show doesn't go anywhere unless I die. That's how you you want to you want to kill the podject? Kill me, shoot me in the head. That's how you're gonna get rid of this show, folks. It's gonna come out weekly till I'm dead. Uh, having a lot of fun with it though, folks. There's gonna be different guests, uh, lots of different things happening every week on this show. I, I really apologize for getting it out late this week. I, I'm gonna do my best. You gotta hang with me here, all right? I really appreciate people listening. I'm getting awesome people reaching out to me and telling me that they're checking out the show. That honestly means the world to me, folks. I. I truly do this because I enjoy this. I mean, I, got, I I have fun with it. I want this show to do well. But I mean, if, if I just keep doing this for whoever's listening right now, I promise to do that. And uh, I, I want to have fun with it. And I don't really care where it goes because I'm having fun doing it, honestly. This is a joy to be doing this. I was looking forward to it all day. 
um, and, I'm, and I promise to be a little more organized and get some more content out. Um, I I have one of those ring lights. Uh, my girlfriend got one because she wanted to make a YouTube channel. Um, so I'll, maybe I'll start filming. I mean, everyone likes those. Uh, they like to have them on YouTube. I mean, the dream would be to one day have some of a stereo setup. I mean, it's, it's kind of hilarious trying to do these sometimes from the basement of my parents, uh, my girlfriend's parents' home. So, yeah, I mean, right now it's 1039 as I'm, as, I'm, as I'm closing this thing off. It's hard to be yelling in the basement. And then you go upstairs and they're like, oh, well, there's all the ruckus down there. And you're like, oh, I'm 26 and I live in the basement with your daughter and I have a podcast. So that's hard to justify that. As I think you can understand that. But, folks, this show, it's not going anywhere. We're just getting started. This is the beginning of, of the movement. Thank you for joining this wave. Folks, this is episode 15. This is Hopsy. We had a good time today. We covered some topics. We shared some tales. And that's what this show's for. We're going to continue to do that. Focus on the storytelling. Focus on the on the on whatever we want. That's the beauty of it, folks. Episode 15. Thank you for joining me. Goodbye.